traveling through another dimension. A dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. A journey into a wondrous land whose boundaries are that of imagination. That's the signpost up ahead. Your next stop, the Twilight Zone. In the next episode of the Twilight Zone podcast, we're going to be looking at an episode written by Richard Matheson and directed by Douglas Hayes. It's quite well regarded in Twilight Zone circles and it's called The Invaders. It's a one-woman piece starring Agnes Moorhead and the director Douglas Hayes said, the reason we cast Aggie for the part in The Invaders was because she had done a very famous radio show called Sorry, Wrong Number, in which she talks constantly. A tawdry force of one woman talking, one voice, nobody else. When this part on the invaders came up and the woman was not going to talk at all, there was no dialogue for her. I said, this will be the opposite side of the coin. Let's get Aggie Moorhead. It turned out she had been a student of the mime Marcel Marceau. She chose to play the part like an animal under attack. Now, Sorry Wrong Number was one of the episodes of a long-running CBS radio show called Suspense, presented by The Man in Black. It was an instant hit. It was written by Lucille Fletcher, who, who also wrote The Hitchhiker, which starred Orson Welles on Suspense, and was later adapted for The Twilight Zone. It was first broadcast in 1943 starring Agnes Moorhead but it became such an instant hit that she reprised it seven times each time performing the same piece so it became a bit of a signature for her and she performed it for the last time in 1960 but it seems to be a story that really kind of caught on with people because it became an American film in 1948, a noir film. And it's also been adapted in other ways too. There's another radio version, an adaptation of the film that was on Lux Radio Theatre in 1950, starring Barbara Stanwyck. It was made into a television play in 1946. There was a live teleplay that was broadcast in 1954 in the CBS anthology series Climax. There was an Australian television version in 1958. There was another television version in 1989, starring Lonnie Anderson. So it seems that it's just one of those stories that that really caught on. I guess if it was adapted for The Twilight Zone, then I probably would have done something a bit similar to the um, Story of Dust episode, but it's not. But there is a connection there because it's what got Agnes Moorhead the part in her only Twilight Zone episode. So I thought it is a great little piece of radio. I will put it in the podcast the same way I did with a couple of radio shows recently for back there. I know these aren't for everyone, so I'll put in a separate episode. If you like it, great. I'm glad I've uh, been able to hopefully introduce you to something you enjoy. If you don't like it, just pass this one by because the episode looking at the invaders is coming up very soon. So I don't want people to be concerned that this is going to become the kind of old-time radio Twilight Zone podcast where I'm putting radio shows on all the time. That's not the case, but I think in this case where 
this is really the reason that Agnes Moorhead came into the Twilight Zone. It's a fun little exercise. You can see both sides of that coin. You can see, you can hear her voice only performance and you can see her physical performance in The Invaders. So I hope you enjoy it. But for now, I will leave you in the capable hands of the man in black for Sorry Wrong Number, starring Agnes Moorhead. This is the man in black, here again to introduce Columbia's program, Suspense. Our star tonight is one of the most compelling actresses in America today, Miss Agnes Moorhead. Miss Moorhead returns to our stage to appear in a new study in terror by Lucille Fletcher called Sorry, Wrong Number. This story of a woman who accidentally overheard a conversation with death and who strove frantically to prevent murder from claiming an innocent victim is tonight's tale of suspense. If you have been with us on these Tuesday nights, you will know that suspense is compounded of mystery and suspicion and dangerous adventure. In this series are tales calculated to intrigue you, to stir your nerves, to offer you a precarious situation and then withhold the solution until the last possible moment. And so it is with Sorry, Wrong Number and the performance of Agnes Moorhead, we again hope to keep you in suspense. I've been dialing Murray Hill 70093 now for the last three quarters of an hour, and the line is always busy. I don't see how it could be busy that long. Will you try it for me, please? I will be glad to try that number for you. One moment, please. I don't see how it could be busy all this time. It's my husband's office. He's working late tonight, and I'm all alone here in the house. My health is very poor, and I've been feeling so nervous all day. Ringing Murray Hill 70093. Hello? Uh, hello? Is Mr. Stevenson there? Hello? Come on. Oh, hello, George. Yes, sir. This is George speaking. Hello? Who's this? What number am I calling, please? I'm here with our client now. He says the coast is clear for tonight. Yes, sir. Where are you now? In a phone booth. They don't worry. Everything's okay. Very well. Now, you know the address? At 11 o'clock, the private patrolman goes around to the bar on 2nd Avenue for a beer. Be sure that all the lights downstairs are, eh? There should be only one light visible from the street. At 11.15, a train crosses the bridge. It makes a noise in case her window is open and she should scream. Oh, hello. What number is this, please? Okay. I understand. Now make it quick. As little blood as possible, eh? Our client does not wish to make us suffer long. Will a knife be okay, sir? Well, a knife will be okay. 
And uh, do you remember the other details? Yeah, yeah, I know. Remove the rings and bracelets and the jewelry in the bureau drawer. That's right. Our client wishes it to look like simple robbery. Now, don't worry. Everything is going to be okay. All right, then. Be sure to... Oh! Oh! Oh, how awful! How unspeakably awful! Your call, please. Operator, I, I, I've just been cut off. I'm sorry. What number were you calling? Why, it, it was supposed to be Murray Hill seven oh oh nine three, but it wasn't. Some wires must have got crossed. I was cut into a wrong number, and I, I, I've, I've just heard the most dreadful thing—something about a murder. And operator, you'll simply have to retrace that call at once. I beg your pardon. May I help you? Oh, I, I know it was the wrong number, and I had no business listening, but these two men, they were cold-blooded fiends, and they were going to murder somebody, some poor innocent woman who was all alone in a house near a bridge, and we've got to stop them. We've got what to... What number were you calling, please? Well, that doesn't matter. This was a wrong number, and you dialed it for me, and we've got to find out what it was immediately. What number did you call? Oh, why are you so stupid? Oh, what time is it? Do you mean to tell me you can't find out what that number was just now? I'll connect you with the chief operator. Oh, I think it's perfectly shameful. Now, look, look, it was obviously a case of some little slip of the finger. I, I told you to try Murray Hill 70093 for me. You dialed it, but your finger must have slipped, and I was connected with some other number. A and I could hear them, but they couldn't hear me. Now, now I simply failed to see why you couldn't make that same mistake again, on, on purpose, why you couldn't try to dial Murray Hill 70093 in the same sort of careless way. Murray Hill 70093, I will try to get it for you. Thank you. I'm sorry, Murray Hill 70093 is busy. I will call you Operator. with 20... Operator! Operator! Uh, Operator, will you answer me? Your call, please. Well, you didn't try to get that wrong number at all. I asked you explicitly, and all you did was dial correctly. I'm sorry. Uh, what number are you calling? Oh, can't you for once forget what number I'm calling and do something for me? Now, I want to trace that call. It's my civic duty, it's your civic duty to trace that call and apprehend those dangerous killers. And if you won't... I will connect you with the chief operator. Please. <sighs> Operator. Oh, uh, Chief Operator, I want you to trace a call, a, a telephone call immediately. I don't know where it came from or who was making it, but it's absolutely necessary that it be tracked down because it was about a murder that someone's planning. A, a terrible, cold-blooded murder of a poor, innocent woman. Tonight at 11.15. I see. Well, can you trace it for me? Can you track down those men? I'm not certain. It depends. Depends on what? It depends on whether the call is still going on. If it's a live call, we can trace it on the equipment. If it's been disconnected, we can't. Disconnected? If the parties have stopped talking to each other. Oh, but, but of course they must have stopped talking to each other by now. That was at least five minutes ago, and it didn't sound like the type who would make a long call. Well, I can try tracing it. May I have your name, please? Mrs. Stevenson. Mrs. Albert Stevenson. Now, but, but listen... And your telephone number, please. Oh, Plaza 42295. But if you go on wasting all this time... Why do you want the call traced, please? Why? Well... Oh, no reason. No reason. I, I mean, I, I merely felt very strongly that something ought to be done about it. 
These these men sounded like killers. They're they're dangerous. They're going to murder this woman at eleven fifteen tonight, and I thought the police ought to know. Have you reported this to, to the police? Well, no, no, not yet. You want this call checked purely as a private individual? Yes, yes, but meanwhile. I'm sorry, Mrs. Stevenson, but I'm afraid we couldn't make this check for you and trace the call just in your say so as a private individual. Well, I... We'd have to do something more official. Oh, for heaven's sake! You mean to tell me I can't report that there's going to be a murder without getting tied up in all this red tape? Why, it's perfectly idiotic. Well, all right, all right. I'll call the police. Thank you. I'm sure that would be the best way to... Ridiculous. It's perfectly ridiculous. Oh. Your call, please. Uh, the police department. Get me the police department, please. Uh, thank you. Martin Police Department, uh, this is Mrs. Stevenson, Mrs. Elbert Smythe Stevenson of 53 North Sutton Place. I'm calling up to report a murder. I mean, the murder hasn't been committed yet, but I, I, I just overheard plans for it over the telephone, over a wrong number that the operator gave me. I've been trying to trace down the call myself, but everybody is so stupid, and I, I guess in the end you're the only people who could do anything. Yes, ma'am. Well, it, it was a perfectly definite murder. I, I heard their plans distinctly. Uh, two men were talking, and they were going to murder some woman at 11.15 tonight. She lived in a house near a bridge. Are you listening to me? Uh, 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 yes, ma'am. And there was a private patrolman on the street. He was going to go around for a beer on 2nd Avenue. And, and, and there was some third man, a, a client, who was uh, paying to have this poor woman murdered. They were going to take her rings and bracelets and, and, and use a knife. Well, it's, it's unnerved me dreadfully, and I'm not well. Uh, I see. And I... Uh, when was all this, ma'am? Oh, well, uh, about eight minutes ago. Oh, I... then you can do something. You do understand. Uh, what is your name, ma'am? Uh, Mrs. Stevenson, Mrs. Albert Stevenson. And your address? Uh, 53 North Sutton Place. 53 North Sutton Place. That's near a bridge, the, the Queensboro Bridge, you know, and, and and we have a private patrolman on our street, and, and, and 2nd Avenue... And what was the number you were calling? Murray Hill 70093. But, but that wasn't the number I overheard. I, I mean, Murray Hill 70093 is my husband's office. He's, he's working late tonight, and I was trying to reach him to ask him to come home. I'm an invalid, you know, and uh, it's the maid's night off, and I hate to be alone even though he says I'm perfectly safe as long as I have the telephone right beside my bed. Well, we'll look into it, Mrs. Stevenson. We're... And we'll see if we can check it with the telephone company. But the telephone company said they couldn't check the call if the parties had stopped talking. I've already taken care of that. Oh, you have? Yes. And personally, I feel you ought to do something far more immediate and drastic than just check the call. What good does checking the call do if they stop talking? By the time you track it down, they'll already have committed the murder. Well, we'll take care of it, don't you worry. Well, I'd say the whole thing calls for a search, a complete and thorough search of the whole city. Now, I'm very near the bridge, and I'm not far from 2nd Avenue, and I know I'd feel a lot better if, if you sent around a radio car to this neighborhood at once. And what makes you think the murder's going to be committed in your neighborhood, Oh, ma'am? 
Well, I, I don't know. Only the coincidence is so horrible. Second Avenue and the uh, patrolman and the bridge. Second Avenue is a very long street, man. I know. And you know how many bridges there are in the city of New York alone. Oh. Not to mention Brooklyn, Staten Island, Queens, the Bronx. I know. How do you know there isn't some little house out on Staten Island on some little Second Avenue you've never even heard about? Oh. How do you know they're even talking in, about New York at all? But I heard the call on the New York dialing system. Uh, maybe it was a long-distance call you overheard. Oh. Telephones are funny things. Look, lady, why don't you look at it this way? Supposing you hadn't broken in on that telephone call. Supposing you'd got your husband the way you always do. You wouldn't be upset, would you? No, I suppose not. Only it, it, it sounded so inhuman, so cold-blooded. Well, a lot of murders are plotted in this city every day, ma'am. Well, we managed to prevent most all of them, but a clue of this kind is so vague. I... Isn't much more use to us than no clue at but all. surely you... Unless, of course, uh, you have some reason for thinking this call was phony and that somebody may be planning to murder you. Me? Oh, well, no, I hardly think so. Well, I, I mean, why should anybody? I, I, I'm alone all day and night. I I see nobody except my maid, Eloise, and, and she's a big girl. She weighs 200 pounds. She's too lazy to bring up my breakfast tray. And the, and the only other person is my husband, Albert. He's crazy about me. He just adores me. Wait. On me hand and foot has scarcely left my side since I took sick 12 years ago. Well, and there's nothing for you to worry about. But, now, if you'll just leave the rest of this to us, we'll take care of it. what will you do? It's so late. It's nearly 11 now. We'll take care of it, lady. Well, will you broadcast it all over the city and send out squads and, and, and warn your radio cars to watch out, especially in suspicious neighborhoods like mine? Lady, I said we'd take care of it. I... Just now, I've got a couple of other matters here on my desk that require immediate attention. Oh, good night, ma'am, and thank you. Oh, you... You idiot. Oh. oh, now, why did I hang up the phone like that? Now we'll think I am a fool. Oh, why doesn't Albert come home? Why doesn't he? Operator, for heaven's sake, will you ring that Murray Hill 70093 number again? I can't think what's keeping him so long. I will try it for you. Well, try, try. Oh. I'm nervous. I'm sorry. Murray Hill 70093 is busy. I will call you. I can hear it. You don't have to tell me. I know it's busy. If I could only get out of this bed for a little while. If I could if I could get a breath of fresh air or just lean out of the window or or see the street. Hello, Albert? Hello? 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 Oh, what's the matter with this phone? Hello, hello. Hello? Oh, for heaven's sake, who is this? Hello? 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 Oh, why didn't... Your call, please. 
Hello, operator. I don't know what's the matter with this telephone tonight, but it's positively driving me crazy. I've never seen such inefficient, miserable service. Now, 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 look. I'm an invalid, and I'm very nervous, and I'm not supposed to be annoyed. But if this keeps on much longer... What seems to be the trouble, please? Well, everything's wrong. I haven't had one bit of satisfaction out of one call I've made this evening. The whole world could be murdered for all you people care. And now, now my phone keeps ringing and ringing and ringing and ringing and ringing every five seconds or so. And when I pick it up, there's no one there. I'm sorry. If you will hang up, I will test it for you. I don't want you to test it for me. I want you to put that call through, whatever it is, at, at once. I'm afraid I cannot do that. You can't? And why? Why, may I ask? dial system is automatic. Oh. If someone is trying to dial your number, there is no way to check whether the call is coming through the system or not. Oh, unless the person who is trying to reach you complains to his particular operator. Well, of all this stupidness. And meanwhile, I've got to sit here in my bed suffering every time that phone rings, imagining everything. I will try to check the trouble for check you. Check it, check it. That's all anybody can do. Oh, what's the use of talking to you? You're stupid. Oh, I'll fix her. Of all late impudence. Oh, how dare she speak to me like that? How dare she speak to me like that? Oh. Oh. She answered. Your call, please. Young woman, I don't know your name. But there are ways of finding you out. And I'm going to report you to your superiors for the most unpardonable rudeness and insolence that has ever been my privilege. Give me the business office at once. You may dial that number direct. Dial it direct? I'll do no such thing. I don't even know the number. The number is in the di- directory, or you may secure it by dialing information. Now listen here, you... Oh, what the you... Oh. Oh. 
I'm uh, sorry. The line is busy. I will call you. Busy? Busy? But that's impossible. The police department can't be busy. There must be other lines available. The line is busy. Oh. I will try to get them for you later. No, no. I've got to speak to them now or it may be too late. I've got to talk to someone. What number do you wish to speak to? I don't know, but there must be someone to protect people beside the police department. A, a, a detective agency. A, a... Uh, you will find agencies listed in the classified directory. But I don't have a classified directory. I, 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 I mean, I'm too nervous to I look it up. I will collect you with information. Know. Perhaps she will be able to help you. No, no. Oh, you're being spiteful, aren't you? You don't care, do you, what happens to me? I could die and you wouldn't care. <laughs> oh, stop it. Stop it! I can't stand anymore! Hello? What do you want? Stop ringing, will you? Stop it! Hello? Is this Plaza 42295? Yes, I'm... I'm sorry. This, yes, this is Plaza 42295. This is Western Union. I have a telegram here for Mrs. Albert Stevenson. Is there anyone there to receive the message? Yes, I'm Mrs. Stevenson. The telegram is as follows. Mrs. Albert Stevenson, 53 North Sutton Place, New York, New York. Darling, terribly sorry. Tried to get you for last hour, but lying busy. Leaving for Boston, 11 p.m. tonight on urgent business. Back tomorrow afternoon. Keep happy. Love. Signed, Albert. Oh, no. Do you wish us to deliver a copy of the message? No. No, thank you. Thank you, madam. Good night. Good night. Oh, oh. oh no. No, I don't believe it. He couldn't do it. Not when he knows I'll be all alone. <laughs> It's some trick. It's some trick. Something. Some fiendish trick. I know. Oh, oh I'm so nervous. Oh, I don't Your call, please. Operator, try that Murray Hill 70093 number for me just once more, please. You may dial that number direct. This is 
information. May I help you? Uh, I, I want the telephone number of Henchley Hospital. Henchley Hospital? Yes. Do you have the street address? No, no, it's somewhere in the 70s. It's a very small, uh, private and exclusive hospital where I had my appendix out two years ago. Henchley, H-E-N-C-H. Well, will you please hurry and, and uh, please, what is the time? You may find out the time by dialing Meridian 71212. Oh, for heaven's sake, I've no time to be dialing. The number of Henchley Hospital is Butterfield 70105. Butterfield 70105. <laughs> Nurses registry at once. I, I, I want a trained nurse. I want to hire immediately for the night. I see. And what is the nature of the case, madam? Nerves. I, I, I'm very nervous. I, I need soothing and, and companionship. You, you see, my husband is away, and I'm. Have you been recommended to us by any doctor in particular, madam? No, but I really don't see why all this catechizing is necessary. I, I, I just want a trained nurse. I was a patient in your hospital two years ago, and after all, I, I do expect to pay this person for attending me. We quite understand that, madam, but these are war times, you know. I know that. Registered nurses are very scarce just now, and our superintendent has asked us to send people out only on cases where the physician in charge feels it's absolutely necessary. Well, it is absolutely necessary. I'm a sick woman. I'm I'm very much upset, very I'm, I'm alone in this house, and I'm an invalid, and, and, and tonight I overheard a telephone conversation that upset me dreadfully. In fact, if, if someone doesn't come at once, I'm afraid I'll go out of my mind. I see. Well, I'll speak to Miss Phillips as soon as she comes in. And what is your name, ma'am? Miss Phillips? And when do you expect her in? I really couldn't say. She went out to supper at 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock? But it's, it's not 11 o'clock yet. Oh, Oh, my clock has stopped. I thought it was running down. What time is it? Just just 15 minutes past 11. What was that? What was what, madam? That, that click just now in my own telephone. As though someone had lifted the receiver off the hook of the extension telephone downstairs. Well, I didn't hear it, madam. Now, about this... But I did. There's, there's someone in this house. Someone downstairs in the kitchen. And they're, they're listening to me now. They're listening! Uh, I won't... I won't pick it up. I... I won't let them hear me. I won't let them hear me. I'll be quiet. I'll be so quiet. And they'll think... Oh... Oh, but if I don't call someone now... Oh, they're still down there. Wait... There'll be no time. Your call, please. Operator, I'm I'm in desperate trouble. I'm sorry, I cannot I, hear you. Please speak louder. I I I, I don't dare. I, there's someone listening. Can can you hear me now? I'm sorry. Oh, but you've got to you've got to hear me. Oh, please. Please, you've got to help me. There's, there's someone in this house. Someone who's going to murder me. And, and you've got to get in touch with... You've... Oh, oh, there it is. There it is, 
Did you hear it? He's put it down. He put down the extension phone. He's coming up. He's coming upstairs. Okay, give me the police department. The police department. Give me the police department. One moment, please. I will connect you. I can hear him. Oh, I can hear him. He's coming near. Oh, I know it. Hurry. Hurry. Hurry, please. Police Department. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. Must have got the wrong number. Precinct 43, Sergeant Martin speaking. Police Department, Martin speaking. Police Department, Martin speaking. Oh, Police Department. Police Department. I'm sorry. Must have got the wrong number. But don't worry. Everything's okay. So closes Sorry, Wrong Number, starring Agnes Moorhead, tonight's tale of suspense. This is your narrator, the man in black, who conveys to you Columbia's invitation to spend this half hour in suspense with us again next Tuesday, when Mr. Donald Crisp and Mr. John Loder will star in the suspense play called The Extra Guest. Producer of these broadcasts is William Spear, who attended this, the director, Lud Gluskin, the musical director, and Lucille Fletcher, the author, collaborated on tonight's Suspense. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. <laughs>